And do we got waves? We got waves. We got waves. The crisp waves. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> crisp. Crisp. I appreciate that I can whisper to you and you can actually hear me now. Oh my god, I know. Even though it's not like a necessity anymore. No. But... I, I do. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I get that it's not like... <laughs> you know, low-key or anything. But if you ever want to be in a room with your best friend and, like, shit-talk to each other, just pay, like, $500 for audio equipment. And then you can whisper to each other from across the room, and it's really cool. Yeah. It's like you're right there. Um, it's Morgan. It's Megan. And, and we're, we're in. in. So good. So good. I just... It's so classic. <clears throat> hey, guys. What's up? What's up? What's up? Reminds me of the annoying orange. I literally, when I was like, what's up? I was like, what does that remind me of? That I just am like angry. Annoying orange. Uh I'm so mad that that was a thing for so long. Mm -hmm. Fuck. There's, this is totally off topic. There's a really nerdy character in Dimension 20 that I've been watching. And he was like, have you ever heard of a meme? But because he's a nerdy character, he talks with like a really congested voice. So he's like, a beeb. Table could have just shared what the fuck he was yes. saying. He's like, when have you never heard of a beam? And they're like, what? And he's like, amoeb <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah. it doesn't make better. But like, the subtitle obviously says meme. I was fucking crying. That's so good. I was like, I can't imagine actually being at that table and trying to decipher what the fuck he's saying. Nope. <sighs> anyway, today, friends, we are doing our next uh, chapters In of Avatar. Avatar. So yeah, no but first today. We just going to get right into it. Right into it. These episodes are beefy. Yup. So let's just get into it. So book two is called Earth. Woo! And chapter one is called The Avatar State, which when I was doing the, I think is actually in here. Um, no, I changed it. When I started to do the summary, I kept doing the Super Saiyan State because that's what I kept calling it before. <laughs> But now that there's an episode literally called The Avatar State, I'm like, I can't say I that I can't anymore. keep saying that. Yeah. I also forgot that that's how this book started. And, like, I was just like, oh, well, like, I'll toss on Avatar now. Because I saw that fucking meme. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably watch that at some point this week. And yeah. I put it on and it's like book one or chapter one, The Avatar State. And I was like, uh, <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. But then the episode started and I was like, oh, okay, okay. I remember this. Yeah. So the episode starts <laughs> with Aang dreaming about himself in The Avatar State. But he did not seem like the hero he is supposed to be. He confided to Katara that he saw himself as scary in the dream. Um, Master Paku gives Katara special water and Aang waterbending scrolls and sends them on their way to King Bumi to train for earthbending. Uh, Meanwhile, Zuko's sister, Azula, is trying to bait Zuko and Iroh to go home by saying their father regrets the banishment. Uh, Zuko needs time to think, but Iroh knows this is deception. Uh, Zuko and Iroh fight about this, and Zuko says he will go without him because his uncle is just jealous of his dad, which made me so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gang makes a stop before King Bumi's palace, and they meet General Fong. 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 I was like, I can't fucking get this name. F-U-N-G. Thank you. Uh, General Fung, who wants to use Aang as a weapon to defeat the Fire Nation. Since he has seen him in the Avatar state, he assumes he is ready uh, to fight the Fire Nation, but Aang reveals that he can't control himself going in and out of the Avatar state, and he can't control himself in it, so he offers, so the general offers to help Aang figure it out. At first, the gang says no, but then the general guilts him with the deaths and injuries of the other soldiers, so Aang agrees. They try several different methods, and it still doesn't work. Katara tells Aang he shouldn't be doing this, but Aang says that he needs to since he didn't help in the last war. It's like, oh, poor baby. <laughs> he was frozen. Right? 
Uh, Katara understands, but says that she won't watch him go into that state because it's scary for her. So um, she says that she won't be going with them tomorrow. Uh, Aang has another nightmare that night and then agrees with Katara that this is a bad idea. (laughs) Uh, When he tells the general this, uh, he also tells them that he can only go into the Avatar state when he is in true danger. So the general's like, I was afraid you were going to say that. And then puts him in real danger. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Zuko travels down to meet Azula and I... Sorry. To meet Azula and Iroh catches up with him saying, family comes first. Um, I'm going to come with you. But he knows that this is a trap. He doesn't want Zuko in alone. They get to the Fire Nation boat, and Azula happily greets them and advises the captain to set sail for home. The guard says, yes, your highness, we are taking the prisoners home, revealing that if they board the ship, they will be imprisoned. LOL. That (laughs) sequence was just beautiful. That whole thing of just, like, and because a lot of it's not spoken, it's just tension between, like, Iroh knows what Azula's up to, Azula's up to some shit, Zuko's just tense because he is, and then that one soldier just says that one thing, and you just see the look on Azula's face, and you're like, oh, that guy's dead. And it, like, zooms in on the soldier's <clears throat> eyes, and he's like, oh my god, oh my what god, did I just what did do? I do? What fuck, did I do? Fuck, oh, fuck, 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 <laughs> um, A fight breaks out between Azula and Zuko, <clears throat> and then Iroh and everyone else, lol. <laughs> uh, Katara comes up, uh, oh, back at the general the compound, yeah. yeah. Katara comes up to help Aang, and the general uses his earthbending to put her in the ground to try and trigger Aang's avatar state. This ultimately ends up working once she's, like, completely in the ground. Um, but he is unreachable unreachable and uncontrollable in the avatar state. Uh, gen- the general tries to say that Katara is fine, but Aang is non-responsive. While Aang is in the avatar state, he starts to destroy the village unintentionally. Uh, and then Ro- Roku and his spirit guide pull Aang's spirit from his body to tell him that when he is in the Avatar state, he is the most vulnerable. Because if he dies in the Avatar state, the reincarnation stops and the Avatar will cease to exist. Which is a lot of fucking pressure. Yep. <clears throat> um, he comes, Aang comes out of the Avatar state and apologizes to Katara, stating he hopes that she doesn't have to see him like that again. They knock the general unconscious and leave. Actually, I think Sokka does. Um... Back at the Fire Nation, they officially label Zuko and Iroh as traitors and make it illegal to help them. Zuko and Iroh cut off their ponytails and let them loose down the river. What a crazy episode. Right? Do you got notes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I love that Paku gives them gifts. I think that's super sweet. Mm-hmm. And, like, that he continues to refer to Katara as a waterbending master because he, oh, he gives Aang the scrolls and actually my notes about this. So he gives Katara the thing with the special water in it. He gives Aang the waterbenders bending scrolls and he's like, but remember like these scrolls are nothing without a proper master. And then they both look like Katara and it's this nice little moment. Yeah. And then he goes up to Sokka and he's like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> and Sokka's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Also, as soon as Master Paku says, don't lose it. I'm like, fuck, Katara's going to lose it. Yeah. She's totally going to lose it. <laughs> Um, I love Iroh and Zuko together on, like, the anniversary of Zuko's banishment. Sad face, sad face. Uncle Iroh getting that massage in the cherry blossoms, though. Yeah. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> I want that. Yeah. Um, Azula. I love this bitch so much. Yeah. Like, you don't know much about her yet, but, like, even in just this first couple episodes that you see her in, she's fucking great. She's a psychotic bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Craziness. Uh-huh. My One of my favorite lines from her in this episode is when she's talking to the general and the or someone on her ship, and they're like, hey, man, we can't make it to shore by nightfall because there's a storm. And she's like, oh, weird. Does the storm control the ship? And they're like, what? <laughs> and she's like, does the storm control the ship? And they're like, uh, nope. And she's like, 
goes on this whole thing about like if you fell over like would the tides crush you up against a rock blah 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 and they're like yeah and she's like well then maybe you should worry less about the tides who've already made up their mind about killing you and you st- spend your time worrying about me who's still mulling it over and I was like bitch knows she's powerful and loves it and literally like I was just like yeah okay yep good. all right we'll get to shore sure yeah no mm-hmm. worries yep oh um I loved also when they're at the compound and the general's like, yo, like, let me help you become the Avatar, blah, blah, blah. Um, Katara's like, Aang will get to his destiny, his way. It's like, oh, you're so cute. Literally. And like when him and Katara have that conversation about where she's like, it scares me to see you like that. Like, I don't want to be around you when that's happening. Obviously, there's like some unspoken tension between Katara and Aang. But other than that, I like that the three of them are very outspoken with each other about how they feel about things yeah. and that like things that make them uncomfortable. Like, I think that's super, super cute between the three of them. Yeah. Super adorable. I also <clears throat> labeled them like Katara's Hermione, Sokka's Ron, and Aang's Harry. Of course. Like 100%. And Obviously. I know it's lame to do that, but like just watching them, I'm like, they're so. It's the dynamic. It just fits so well. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Azula meeting up with Iroh and fucking Zuko and calling him Zuzu. Love it. And I love that that is a repeated joke through, like, I'm pretty sure the rest of the series, every so often he gets called Zuzu and freaks out about it. Love it. Super funny. Also, Iroh collecting all his shells and he's so happy with them. I was like, you're such a blessed man. I know. Love you so so much. So cute. Um, I love that one of the, uh, things they try to make, um, Aang go into the Avatar state is they try an ancient tea to give someone 10 times the energy and he just becomes a hyper as fuck 10 year old. Yeah. Is it working? Is it working? I can't tell if it's working. And everyone's just like, oh my fucking God, what have we done? (laughs) Fuck. Um, Momo is Sokka's head too. Yeah. Oh my God. I love Momo. Momo through these 10 episodes is like the best thing ever. Oh yeah. Um, I love that once they actually start fighting, um ang really still continues his passive fighting style through the entire fight he's just redirecting their like crazy big earth things the only time that he flips to being aggressive with his fighting is when katara's in danger yep which is super super cool 100 percent. and i'm pretty sure like series wise that's also the first time he does it aside from when he's on the avatar state and just like wrecking shit yeah <laughs> um i also loved because Obviously, if you haven't, sometimes when I read the summary, I think it's probably confusing because I jump back and forth to like mm-hmm. um, Aang and the gang. And but then the show Zuko. does that a lot. But the show does that. And the one thing I wrote down was the transition from Aang to Zuko in battle, basically them doing the same move was just yeah. chef's kiss. And it's like, so it's the same move, but they're using it so differently. Yeah. And you're just like, mm. also, Zuko has flame daggers now right (laughs) i I was watching the fight and i was like wait what are those actual little flame daggers he's got oh that's fucking new yeah um my next note is just in all caps the fighting in this show is literally the fucking best yep uh lightning redirection azula is also a powerful bitch yeah and we will understand just how powerful later but like yeah and like this is so subtle, and I don't think you would notice it unless you knew what you know about lightning redirection later on in the show. Hundred so percent, really, only something that someone who already knows it would catch, because Azula's fire is like white fire, and she does occasionally use lightning, and she tries to zap Zuko with it, and literally Iroh grabs her arm, does a thing, and directs it off and shoots it off, and it's massive, like it's such a huge fucking bolt of lightning, and you're like damn iroh what the fuck yeah 
But then you find out later that it's actually not really Iroh doing that. Yeah, which 100%, I was watching that, like, I don't even understand what just happened. And then later they go through it in the episode, and I was like, oh, thank God. I imagine, and I don't know if they, I don't remember if they confirmed this at some point, but I imagine channeling it through two different people might make it more powerful, because he's all like, the stomach is where your power sits. So maybe it going through two people made it more powerful? I don't know. I don't know either. Avatar is crazy and, like, really like scientific almost when it comes to their shit and it's super cool yeah for sure uh yeah crazy powerful fighting and then zuko and iroh cutting their ponytails together and like i like that neither of them is like hey we need to do this they just there's no discussion about it they just start doing it and they do it together and it's so cute yeah it's so adorable i love it yeah and Zuko looks so much better without his ponytail. He really does. Like, <laughs> Zuko goes through such a glow up in these next couple episodes yeah. by just getting rid of that fucking god-awful stupid ponytail. Yup. <sighs> Whatever. Also, General Fung sucks. Yeah, he does. That was my general consensus of that, was that <laughs> he is a garbage person. General. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Okay, you good? Yeah. Okay. Book two, chapter two, The Cave of Two Lovers. Yes! Loved this episode. Two lovers. <laughs> Fuck, I love this guy so much. Oh my god, okay. So, Katara is teaching Aang the octopus move. I didn't really get the actual name of it. <laughs> but the octopus move for water bending at a stop. Uh, nomads pass on by singing a silly song. Uh, Iroh and Zuko are living on the run and struggling to find food, so Zuko goes fishing. Iroh finds a plant that could either be a really good tea or poison. <laughs> I can't wait to get to my note about that. Uh, nomads tell the gang about a secret pass to Omaha. Omashu. Yeah, I know. Omaha! Oh <laughs> Your phone! I was going to say, I had to correct my phone so many times when writing Omashu, and I just missed that one. Omaha! Yeah. A secret pass to Omashu <laughs> through the mountains. I'm fucking dead. Yeah. Um, they initially say no because Appa doesn't like being mm. underground and they figure they can just fly. Um, and they're like, ah, oh, we've, we've, uh, fought Fire Nation before. We'll be fine. Uh, but then they try to fly, they get super attacked and then they come back and be like, yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> go to the tunnel now. <laughs> uh, when Zuko returns from fishing, Iroh tells him that he made the tea and it was poison. So <laughs> once the rash reaches his throat, he will mm. die. Uh, and I love this moment. They could take a chance on another plant. Uh, be killed by Earth Nation or be imprisoned by Azula. They choose the Earth Kingdom. <laughs> uh, the nomads lead the gang through the tunnel and tell them about the curse. They say those who trust in love can pass through. If you don't, you can't leave the cave and will die. They realize the Fire Nation is tracking them, so they all enter the cave. They, I don't think they, they were kind of like mulling it over, and then Fire Nation came and they were like, fuck, so they like went this? into the cave. Uh, the Fire Nation don't want to enter because of the curse, so they close off the entrance to the cave. Um, Sokka decides to make a map so they can solve it like a maze and find their way through. Um, I also had a note to say that feels oddly like Odyssey, Megan. Literally, when it was happening, I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zuko and Iroh make it to the Earth Kingdom for an antidote and get invited for roast duck that Iroh can't pass up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, the gang realizes all the tunnels in the cave are moving, so it's impossible to make a map. Uh, a, okay, I thought you made a face, and I was like, is nope, that a just, hint for Odyssey? Okay. Just, what the fuck? No. <laughs> okay. Um, a giant wolf bat tries to attack them. Although, now that you mention it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Sorry. A giant wolf bat tries to attack them. Appa protects them by causing a cave-in. Um, I mean, unintentionally, but still. Uh, Aang uses airbending to save everyone from the wreckage. Zuko and the lady... Oh, Zuko and the lady at the house uh, bond over the Fire Nation, hurting them. She shows her leg scars that are similar to Zuko's eye scar. He seemed kind of taken aback by this, but didn't say anything. Uh, They find a tomb in the cave that they assume hold the two lovers from the legend. Hieroglyphics tell their story. I love their story. I know! So the story is this. Met on top of the mountain that divided their two villages. Villages were enemies, so they couldn't be together, but their love was strong and found a way. They became the first earthbenders, taught by badger moles, and made elaborate tunnels to meet each other secretly. Anyone who tried to follow them would be lost forever in the labyrinth. One day, the man didn't come because he died in the war between the two villages. In grief, she unleashed a terrible display of her earthbending power that could have destroyed them all. Instead, she declared the war over. Both villages helped build a new city where the two villages could live in peace. The woman's name was Oma, and the man's name was Shu. The great city was named after them as a monument to their love. And then they find a little thing at the end that says, Love is brightest in the dark. So (laughs) cute. Oh, my shoe. I know. Katara thinks that her and Aang must kiss to get out of there since the hieroglyphic suggested it on the wall. Aang gets all awkward and turns Katara (laughs) off from it. Um... The girl back at the house uh, says to Zuko um, that there is hope left because the Avatar has returned. This angers Zuko, and he steals their horse? Bird? I don't know what that is. It's later said... I was gonna say, I don't know if they don't clarify at any point in the subtitles, but later on, there is an episode where it makes a noise, and it's like, ostrich horse, and I was like, oh! Yeah. I kept writing bird horse thing. Literally. And later, like, a few episodes later, they're like, ostrich horse. I'm like, that's what the fuck that is. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) I hate that they just, like, show you animals in this, and they're like, go ahead and guess. Yeah. You know it's two animals, but you don't know which one. Uh-huh. Um... And literally, Ira was like, they were just so nice to us. And Zuko's like, well, they're about to be nicer. And they steal the ostrich horse. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that sucks. Aang and Katara end up kissing. And just after some giant badger moles start earthbending and attacking the nomads and Sokka. Um, Sokka accidentally strums a guitar and it seems to calm the earth, the badger moles. Uh, the nomads play the music for them to keep them calm. And then eventually they lead them out of the cave. Uh, Katara and Aang's kiss light up crystals to show the way out of the cave, which is super cool. It wasn't the kiss that lit them up. Their torch went out. What? We'll get back to it. Okay. Um, as the nomads leave singing a love song, Aang and Katara eye each other and blush. Um, as you blush. <laughs> yes. As they cross the mountain to reveal Omashu, it is revealed that the Fire Nation has taken over um- Omashu. Okay, so just for the sake of not forgetting about it, it wasn't actually their kiss that lit it up. It was their torch was going out, and they kissed as the torch went out, and the crystals in the the ceiling only glow in the dark. Really? So, yeah, and I'm pretty sure Aang briefly, either Aang or Katara, is like, oh, they must have gone into the cave and put out their torch so that they could follow the crystals and find each other, because it says love but is I, brightest in the dark. Love is brightest in the dark. So I figured that the love portion was the kiss made it light up. We can watch the scene again, but I know what happens. <laughs> it's not the kiss. Okay, fine. Fine. It's just that the torch goes out, because they're like, oh no, our torch is about to go out. And like, it could be it could be taken as it's the kiss, but either Aang or Katara is like, oh, 
they must have just put out their torches when they came in and followed the crystals and then anyone else coming in is going to use a torch and fucking not be able to find their way i want to believe their love lights up the tunnel you don't believe what you want cool it's kind of the point of the show yeah anyway um I don't know why, but I really loved Katara's first outfit. That, like, bathing suit thing. Yeah. With, like, the, the crop top and then just, like, the wraps on her legs and the open skirt. I was like, that looks cozy as fuck. Yeah. I would wear that. I love that outfit. Really and love that. I loved when she was teaching Aang and then it's, like, all cute and then he gets all blushy. And, and I love how oh. it's, like, serious and they're, like, attacking each other. And then she's just like, you make a fine octopus, people, Aang. And it goes back to him and he's just be like, silly little, like, water octopus. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I love them. Right. They're so cute. Um, my, I have a note and it's like, Zuko's hair is already growing in. Heart, 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 heart. <laughs> I have a note that just says nice underwear. And now I'm like, eh. oh, oh, um, when the bards show up, the bards, the bards, yeah, whatever. <laughs> when the roaming minstrels, I guess, show up, um, Sokka's in like his, his right. thing and the dude's like nice underwear and he like hides it with momo right i was like why did i <clears throat> sometimes because i'm doing the summary too i don't have time to write my full notes so i'm like what the fuck was that about <laughs> oh dude sometimes my literally one of my notes in caps is just the braids because i love the braids that lily gives to appa and katara true so cute yep um when iroh finds the plant hmm <laughs> delectable tea or deadly poison. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. And then the fact that it's like, it ends up being poison. And then he's like, it's okay. I found this berry, which is like the cure for it. Yeah. Or it'll like kill me faster or whatever. And Zuko's Literally. like, dude, no, we're not fucking around with another plant. There's got to be another option. And then yeah. they're like, okay, so either yeah. we can go back to the fire. And then they're like, yeah, Earth Kingdom. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Um, I also love when they're talking about the tunnel and I'm pretty sure it's, um, I want to say Zuko, but that's not Sokka. Their names are so similar. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Sokka is like, is this real or a legend? And, um, Chong, by the way, is his name. He's like, oh, it's a real legend. And Sokka's just like, dude, (laughs) that's not what I said. Sokka with this entire group, the whole episode kills me. He's just so done with it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, like Megan already did, secret tunnel! Secret tunnel! I fucking love that song so much. Yeah, it's so good. And, like, I love how it's, like, two lovers, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, I forgot the next couple lines. But then it goes, secret tunnel! <laughs> it's the best. And then he remembers the lines later, and it's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I also wrote, my next one is all caps, don't light all the torches. Oh, <laughs> They're, uh, they're like, shit, like, how much torchlight do we oh, have oh, left? Oh. And they're like, each torch lasts for two hours. And she's like, so we've got ten hours that lights them all. And they're like, not if you light them all at the same time, you dumb bitch. Okay, like, that was it. You fucking idiot. Yeah, she was just like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. That's oh, yeah. I was like, like They're so stupid, but it's, like, so innocent. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, wolf bats? Yeah. No fucking thank you. I know. They actually look like really large vi- vampire bats. They really do. Yeah. And like the only reason that bats don't bother me now is because they're not large and trying to murder me. And they're not like very common in like normal places. There's actually quite a few of them around our place. Like, I think it's just because of like the area we live in. And like they don't really bother you. Like, but you that's my thing often. is like I guess I shouldn't have said they're not common. But like they don't like try to like... I don't know, go into your house and, like, fuck with you. I feel like, like a wolf bat would try and get in your house and fuck with you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you know? Um, 
when Sokka's talking about making the map and you said the nomad guy's name is Chong. Yeah. Chong's like, uh, all we need is love to get through here. And Aang's like, yeah, all we need is love. And he's like, see, the little guy knows. And Aang's like, but I, I, I wouldn't would mind a map. Wouldn't also. mind a map, though. A map <laughs> yeah. sounds like a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love because when they get separated, uh, Mo, oh, wait, no. Momo ends up with Sokka and the gang, the, the nomads. And Appa ends up with Katara and Aang. And when they get out of the tunnel, before any of the people actually talk, Momo really excitedly goes over to Appa and, like, very clearly is telling him about what happened. And they just have, like, this cute little conversation. And I love that this show cares so much about the animal companions. Yeah, I know. It's so cute. I was like, it's so cute that Momo and Appa have, like, a little relationship. I was like, yo, you would believe the shit. Yeah, I know. It's so cute. I love it. Um, I love when the nomads start singing, don't let the cave in get you down, sucka. Sucka. <laughs> um, and the little part I was talking about earlier where Aang got all awkward, he was basically like, if it was between kissing you and like dying, like, you know, it's a good thing. <laughs> it's like, it's just, and I just think it's so like, it's cute because it like shows that yes, they are like kids trying to like, they're on a mission to save the world. But when it comes down to it, they're still awkward kids. They're still like, awkward kids. And yeah. like, he's got like a dumb little crush on her and yeah. like, she thinks she does on him, but she's not sure. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm she gets sure offended by it. Like, yeah. Cause he's like, I wouldn't want to kiss you. And she's like, oh, oh, oh you don't want to kiss me. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, no, not, not that. But like, <laughs> yeah. Between dying or kissing you. I mean, I guess I'm <laughs> kissing you. It's like, and literally after he's like, what's wrong with me? I'm like, what the? And I'm like, I feel you, little dude. Like, everyone's been there at some point. Yeah. And I love the meme that I mentioned earlier that made me watch Avatar was that little screenshot. And then underneath, someone commented, and it's like, if you watch closely, you can see Avatar Aang earthbend for the first time, in which he buries himself or, like, digs his own grave or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Love it. Um, when they get out of the cave and Katara hugs Sokka and then he's like, what's that spot on your forehead? And then the nomad says something stupid and he just smacks <laughs> he face it. Bombs. It's like, oh my God, it's so funny. And it's, I, I love this show too sometimes just the way it's written because they'll do stuff like that where they'll show you the spot first yeah. and you're kind of there like, what the fuck? Like yeah. that wasn't there before. And then someone else asks about it and you're like, oh <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> also sad about Omashu. Oh Yeah. Um, I also had two more notes too. So I loved when they were like, they were finally out of the cave and then they were like, Hey, do you guys want to come with us to Amashu? And they were just like, Nope. And so I was like, okay, cool. Okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Just so <laughs> casual. Like, Nope, we're not coming. Bye. Nope. Also, I love when after dinner, um, at, with Iroh and Zuko, um, the ladies like give them leftovers and I was like, I have practice eating with gusto. Yeah. <laughs> so good. He's so cute. Iroh's such a fucking flirt. Oh my god. Like such a flirt I and know. I love it. Usually when food's involved, but yes. And all the ladies love him. I mean, yeah. he's such a nice dude. I'd I'd be like, sure. I thought you were like, I'd fuck him. No. I was like Because <laughs> you were like, I'd and I was like, whoa. Oh no, no. I'd like invite him over for dinner. I'd feed him. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I'd feed him. Oh fuck him. <laughs> Please don't. Cool. Okay. Book two, chapter three. Return to Omashu. This one was rough trying mm. to change the autocorrect for my notes. Omashu, 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 omaha. <laughs> um, something you can do, which I've done, is add I, it to Yeah, your, I just yeah. add it to the names. I have all their names added now. I just, like, 
I honestly, uh, the names don't autocorrect usually, just that red line. I was like, I can deal with the red line, but if it autocorrects, really? yeah. I fucking tried to, I don't even remember what the fuck it tried to change Zuko, but like Zuko was a bad one for me. That sucks. Anyway. Uh, the gang thought Omashu was untouchable, so the fact that the Fire Nation has taken over the city comes as a surprise. Now, Bossing Say is the only Earth Kingdom left. I am said that right, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, Katara says they should move on, but Aang needs to go in to save Boomy. <sighs> okay, I just want to read my note about it quick first. <sighs> this isn't about finding a teacher, it's about finding a friend. I know, because <sighs> I love that him and Boomy are, like, actual friends. I know. He's like, no, I need to save my friend. Yeah. <sighs> they use a secret tunnel to get into the town and are greeted by Fire Nation guards. While they were in the tunnel, Sokka had a pink octopus thing on his face. I didn't catch the name of it. Yeah, it was just like a little octopus. I don't know what, I guess, like, it would have been crossed or something, but I have no idea what it was. Exactly. Um, which made him look like he was sick. Katara made up Pentapox and said it was a deadly, contagious disease, and that scared the guards off. Um, an elder of the Fire Nation, question mark. I think he was like a general or something in their army. Cool. I, like that. I love that you just know that I'm like, I missed kind of who this guy was, but. I don't know if they ever give his name. I'm sure they do at some point, but I didn't write it down. Cool. <clears throat> um, so an elder of the Fire Nation. Oh, it's the uh, the old lady. Oh, okay. Yeah. As soon as I said uh, an elder or whatever. Anyways. Um, advised Azula to not use the royal procession while hunting Zuko and Iroh because it was too out there. <laughs> Um, she agrees, so she decides to start building a team to bring with her instead. Hmm. She goes to a circus performer, Ty Lee, but she says that Ty Lee says she doesn't want to leave her true calling in the circus. Um, in Omashu, there are earthbenders that are waiting to hit the Fire Nation with big boulders. Aang stops it on its way down, but they think, but the royalty of Omashu think that he did it, so they start chasing after the gang. They fall into an earthbending trap in a tunnel. Aang finds out from the rest of the kingdom. Sorry, I guess I should have mentioned the rest of the Earth Kingdom is in that tunnel. They've been like living Hiding. there. Yeah. yeah. Rebels. Yes. Thank you. Um, so they find out from the rest of the kingdom that King Bumi surrendered and chose not to fight right away. Um, Aang said that instead of fighting, they could retreat and live to fight another day, which the rest of the people agree with. Um, but the one guy was like, okay, fine, but, like, how are we all going to get out? So they fake everyone having pentapox to get them out, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. So funny. I, at first, didn't write down the <clears throat> pentapox thing, because I was like, oh, it's just, like, a silly thing, and then it came back, and I was like, fuck, it's relevant. Always. It's always relevant. Yeah. Um, Sokka and Katara go with the Earthbenders, while Aang continues to look for Boomy. Um, Aang finds Flopsy tied to a chain... And so Aang freezes his chain and hits it to destroy it so they can find Boomy together. I love, he gets on him and goes, yep, yep. He goes, oh, oh that doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work with you. My bad. <laughs> Let's go. And then he's like, yeah. Uh, Momo finds food um, and a baby comes up from behind the food and the food in the crate goes down the slide. And I just love Momo gets on the crate and just keeps eating the food while it's going down the slide. Yep. And then the baby comes up and he's like, fuck. Yep. Uh, the baby follows him and flies. Oh, and then Moom. Mumu. Momo. <laughs> Momo flies the baby down from the slide to the bottom of the kingdom un unintentionally. Um, and they both follow the earthbenders that are going out with Pentapox. Uh, Pentapox. Uh, Azula has uh, the circus make it more dangerous for Ty Lee. Um, 
and Tylee takes it as a sign for like <laughs> like the universe is basically telling her to move on so she decides to join her team and Azula's like heh. Uh, Aang and Flopsy can't find Boomy, and then they all realize, sorry, they all meet up and say that, yeah, we can't find Boomy, and then the Earthbenders realize that they have the baby. Uh, the Fire Nation think it was a kidnapping and says, um, sends a messenger hawk that says they will trade the baby for King Boomy. Um, Azula shows up to Omashu to bring May on her team, the Fire Nation general of Omashu's daughter. Um, Azula thinks that the Fire Nation general messed everything up there, so she renames it to New Ozai. I think I said that right. Yeah. Cool. Um, Azula and her team go to the exchange and decide the deal is off for the trade, and Azula notices Aang is the Avatar, and they battle on the slide. Uh, Katara gets, uh, two to one with the Fire Nation, so she's fighting both Ty Lee and Mei. Um... But Sokka comes in with Appa and his boomerang to assist and rescue her. They try to rescue Aang and Boomy, but the coffin that Boomy's in slips. I don't think it's really a coffin. It's more like a cage, but it looks like a coffin. Yeah, it's meant to be just like a, an enclosure for him. Yeah. Um, the coffin slips off the slide. Um, Boomy earth bends from the slide to let them escape. Aang gets mad when he realizes Boomy could have like earthbended from the cage and fought back. Um Oh, neutral Jing, question mark? Jing? Jing. Jing. Mm-hmm. Um, is the secret to earthbending, um, which is waiting and listen, waiting and listening to the earth before striking. Uh, Bumi reveals he can't leave Omashu for this reason, and he can't teach Aang. Aang's escape puts him on Azula's hit list. Because really, it was just about Zuko and Iroh. Now she's like, okay, I need the Avatar now. Mm-hmm. When she sees him, she's like, oh, well, I might as well catch him too. Yep. Um, yeah, so heart to Flopsy. I love that we got to see Flopsy again. Yeah, right? <clears throat> um, the Pentapox thing really made me laugh. Yeah, and actually my second note, I only had two notes and I already read one of them. My second note was in the tunnel, the reason that they didn't see the pink octopus things was because Sokka was just covered with mud. So what I thought was funny was Katara waterbend, waterbended the mud off and then Hang airbended him dry. Mm-hmm. And Sokka's just like, what the fuck? Like, fuck you both. <laughs> yeah. I hate you. So good. Uh, but yes, anything that happens to the gang within the first, like, two minutes of the show is always something relevant to what's yeah. going on at the fucking show. And I kind of love it because it, like, sets the scene. Yeah. So. Definitely. Um, girl squad. Heart, heart, heart. Heart, heart, heart. I fucking love these three. They make me laugh. I kind of really don't like May, um, but maybe that'll change eventually. Mm, it doesn't. It doesn't. You like start to see more of like her actual character and like learn more about her and maybe why she's like like that. Yeah. But uh, mostly I really like Ty Lee. She makes me laugh. I love Ty Lee and Azula's just badass. I, Azula's such a bad But bitch. for me, May is just kind of like meh and she's also just like everything's boring. Yeah. I hate life and I'm like it's so annoying. Yeah. That's literally her character. She yeah. like she kind of yeah when you get to more know more about her it's not as annoying I feel like but like at first you're like Okay. And then there's Tylee on the other side, just like happy as shit. Like, I'm going to kill you now. (laughs) She's so cute. She's so funny. Um, I love that we got to see new fighting styles in Azula, May, and Tylee because Tylee doesn't bend. She is actually a chi blocker. Yeah. So she like hits your points and fucks your shit up. Yeah. Which is wild. And May just like throws knives 
and like arrows and stuff. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that they weren't vendors, but Azula still like thought they were good enough to have on her team. I was mm-hmm. like, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. So to neutral dra- neutral Jing, when I when that happened in the series, I was like, I feel like they've already explained this. No, they haven't. I explained it on the first yeah, episode of the podcast because it was in the description of the earthbending. Yeah. And I was like, that'll make sense later. Positive Jing is attacking like Fire Nation, blah, blah, blah. Neutral Jing or sorry, uh, negative Jing, I think is what it's called, is like defensive airbending, like backing up. And then neutral Jing is waiting and listening for the time to strike. Yeah. And my note on that is just neutral Jing, boomy, you beautiful bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Boomy. I love Boomy too. So much. And he just looks so crazy. Yeah. I love it. And like, I love when him and Ang are sliding down the slide and he's just like, like old times, right? Yeah. And you're like, you guys are fucking psychotic. I like, actually had that thought before he said it. Then he said it was like, fuck. Me too. It's like, as they start, you're like, oh, it's like they did back when they were kids. And then fucking Ang's like, hey. Yeah. And you're like, oh. And then Azula comes after them and you're like, oh, fuck. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Yeah. I don't really have many more notes about that cool uh book two chapter four the swamp <laughs> uh zuko and iroh are begging in the streets and zuko said it's embarrassing because they were royalty um iroh i mean they are royalty is what he says but whatever um iroh even performs for someone for a gold coin and zuko is mortified um when appa and the gang are flying over the swamp ang said he could hear the earth and Katara and Sokka told him to hurry up. Um, as they hurry over and he ignores the earth, they get caught in a tornado and get thrown off Appa into the swamp and separated from Momo. Um, Sokka starts to cut down vines and Aang says to be nicer to the swamp. Which, in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, if I was Sokka, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Like, I get it. Um... Uh, Appa and Momo are together, but Appa is tired. When he stops, Momo blows the whistle. The 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 whistle. The bison whistle. <laughs> Thank you. And Appa is not having it. He smacks his tail down on Mo- <laughs> on Momo. Uh, the gang decides to make camp, and Sokka cutting down more wood, and Aang warning him again to stop. Um, as they sleep, the vines entangle them and start to attack. All three end up getting separated. Uh, some swamp people find Appa's trail and start to follow it. A crocodile almost eats Momo, but Appa protects him. Uh, Katara, when she is separated, envisions her mom, but as she gets closer, it's just a tree in the middle of the swamp, and she starts to cry. Sad. Yep. Sokka keeps cutting down vines when he is separated and envisions Yue. Yeah, it's rough. (sighs) Uh, he reasons that it's just a trick, but when she starts to talk, he believes it more, and then she disappears, and then he gets mad. Uh, Aang, when he's separated, envisions someone he doesn't recognize and a flying beast. Um, he vine swings after them, which I thought was funny, uh, but doesn't catch up in time, and they disappear. Uh, the swamp people catch up to Appa and Momo, but when they tell them they're going to eat them, Appa swim, swim glides away. Uh, and the one guy's like, you didn't have to say that. And he was like, how could I know that they would understand me? Yeah, like, I love what? that. Um, the gang all meet up accidentally and recount what they saw. Uh, the visions lead them to the center of the swamp. And Aang said it's been calling to them. And as Sokka disagrees, a big vine monster pops up and attacks them. Uh, as Sokka is cutting the vines, he gets whisked away. Katara follows them and you see the vines that were cut regrow. 
Uh, the center almost swallows Sokka. Meanwhile, the swamp people are chasing Appa and Momo down the swamp, but Appa is too fast for them, except Momo gets clotheslined and captured. Back to the vine monster. Hang twists him up in the air, like with air, which I thought was cool. And then Katara freezes and tackles the vines where Sokka is captured to get him out. Katara and Aang keep fighting it, and it is revealed that someone is in there bending the vines. Uh, They defeat the monster, and then the man is fully revealed. Uh, He says that he protects the swamp from people that want to hurt it, like Sokka. Uh, He says it is a sacred and mystical place. He heard it calling to him like Aang did. The whole swamp is one tree spread over miles. One big living organism, just like the world. Uh, all have the same roots and all branches of this and we're all the same bleh. we all have the same roots and are all branches of the same tree uh time is time is an illusion and so is death bro stop <laughs> like at that point i was like are you fucking kidding me stop uh, time is an illusion and so is death dude no <laughs> just goodbye uh hang listens through the tree roots to find appa and momo and rescue them uh appa was also captured it cuts to a man in a mask, dual-wielding two swords, um, overtaking a guard to, I don't know where, just some random place. Oh, so you didn't get what that little bit at the end was? I knew who the guy in the mask was, but I didn't know where okay, that was. Okay, I will elaborate because okay. one of my favorite notes is about this. <laughs> I literally like rewinded it a few times and I was like, I still don't know where this place is. Uh, it's not so much the place that matters, but the person that he's attacking, but we'll... Okay. Um, so first of all, I love that they're still traveling with the fucking ostrich horse. Yes. Like, I love that they that's just theirs now. Yeah. And I love when Iroh performed, he's like, the girls in this satay look so, <laughs> so pretty. pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Iroh's song is the best. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, my note about the guy that's like a dick to them and makes him perform, I literally just put hashtag Zuko will remember this, like one of those little like... <laughs> story thingies because he's just like glaring at the guy like fuck you yeah Uh, that guy at the end is that guy so zuko goes and finds that guy and attacks him oh i like to like take revenge and so my note at the end is the very end of the show and the blue spirit returns because i love the blue spirit yeah i gotcha cool 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 yeah because i remember like watching that for the first time and like zuko looks like i'm gonna fucking slit your throat dude and then he doesn't and then the rest of the episode just happens and i was like are we just not? And then yeah. the end happens. And I was like, ah, nice. Yeah. Nice, okay. Nice, nice. That makes a lot more sense. The dude's also very generic. Yeah. And it literally only shows like a two second clip of like him attacking him and being like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> That's 100%. all it is. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, when they're talking to, um, I think one of the swamp people or something. Yeah. It's one of the, it's the guy in the vines. Um, the guy was like, Does, didn't this, like, seem weird to you? And Sokka was like, dude, he's the Avatar. Stuff like that happens to us a lot. A lot. <laughs> like, this is not very weird to us. Um, I also love the whole, like, the forest is calling to me thing. Because I have a saying that's, like, it started by going on walks. And it was, like, walk until you find a tree that says to climb it or whatever. Or right. walk until you find a tree that says climb me. And I forget. Oh, I said it in the car the other day. Um when we were driving for the picnic and Connor was like, where should I go? And I'm pretty sure, I don't think you guys heard it, but I was like, drive until you find a tree that says climb me. And Chance was like, what? Oh, like, I did not hear drugs? that. And I was like, no. Yeah. I just go until you find a tree that says, hey, climb me. Yeah. Go until you find a forest that says, hey, come explore me. I get it. I get it. 
Um, the one big living organism thing reminded me of how they talk about the force in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because we just finished uh, Mandalorian, it really stuck nice. in my mind because that's what when. Um... Oh my god, I'm so mad at myself. Ahsoka. I'm so mad that it took me so long to remember. See, I was going to start throwing out names, and then, like, I was thinking about what episodes you might talk about, and I was like, if she's forgetting Ahsoka right now, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Ahsoka's my actual bitch, so I'm disappointed in myself, too. Trust. Um, also, Rosario Dawson as fucking Ahsoka was the best. Literally. So, Connor didn't know if I knew that, and once she came up, he was like, I knew this was going to be doubly amazing for you, because A, Ahsoka, and B, Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Like, I love both of them love so much. Love that bitch. Uh, and she just looks so much like her. It's so it, great. It's perfect. Uh, anyways, anyway. <laughs> this is not about the Mandalorian. Uh, what I was going to say- We can do say, that another day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I would be so down for that. Um, what I was going to say was, Ahsoka, when she's talking uh, to Grogu and also Mando about the Force, it's like- You know, the force is energy everywhere. It can't be destroyed or created. It's just there and there's positive and negative and whatever. So, like, Mm -hmm. that whole thing really, like, reminded me of that. I also really liked that it happened after Boomy had literally just said, like, stop and listen. Like, you need to stop and listen and then act and act on what you're hearing. And literally Aang was like, hey, I was just told this. This seems relevant. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't. It's like, nah. I know. Nah. Yeah. It's fine. Yep. Uh, my other note was just UA with a sad face. I know. Especially because she's like, I'm pretty sure she says something like you didn't protect us or something. Like she actually starts like talking to Sokka about yeah, it. Yeah, I think she it's... says like help Sokka or like whatever. She says something and you're like, ah, UA. Um, I also love when Appa and Momo are trying to sleep and all the creatures in the forest are just really loud and Appa just like screams <laughs> at them to all shut up. <laughs> Yes. you're just like yes Appa, i feel that yeah i feel you dude just like shut up <laughs> right um i love when they're trying to rescue Appa and momo and katara starts water bending at them and the swamp people are like oh dude you're a waterbender too we're kin and katara's like Ew. Ew. <laughs> i don't want to be your kin and man. they're like are you from a different swamp and she's like no i'm from the south pole and they're like oh i didn't know there were waterbenders there and you're like aren't isn't the North and South Pole the biggest waterbender nations? What? Right? What? You people. And then, yeah, she's like, it's all ice and snow. And they're like, no wonder you left. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, damn. All right. Yeah. yeah. I love those guys. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Book two, chapter five, Avatar Day. This one threw me for a fucking loop. Oh, man. (laughs) So the gang is woken up to a Fire Nation attack that they evade just in time, but unfortunately leave Sokka's boomerang behind. (laughs) Um, they They find out there is an Avatar festival to celebrate the holiday. The holiday isn't quite what they thought. Um, They see big floats um, of uh, Kyoshi and then Roku and then one of Aang. Um, and everyone's cheering and everyone's happy. And then the floats are set on fire and the people start chanting down with the avatar. Uh, Katara water bends the fire out. And when Aang exposes himself as himself, cause he was like wearing a hat. Um, the people think they are going to be killed by Aang because of the ancestors before him. Um, Aang asks for a way to prove himself innocent. Um, so they imprison him and say he has to pay the bail, but won't take water tribe money. <laughs> Uh, Because he has been imprisoned, Sokka and Katara get on the case. 
Uh, we realize that the man with the mask was Zuko stealing food for Iroh and himself. So I guess I was a little bit wrong on that, but he has been stealing food and stuff for Iroh and himself. Um, we also see him stealing gold and other things from a royal carriage. Um, so one of the avatars, Kiyoshi, before is said to have killed one of uh, their leaders. Sokka realizes that the statue and the temple is made of the same material, so Kiyoshi would not have been in the temple, I think is what they said. Yeah, so their whole story is that the guy walked out of the temple or something, or he was standing on the cliff and she walked out of the temple and pushed him off the cliff. Right. And he's like, but the statue and the temple were made at the same time and the statue was after he died, so what the fuck? Yeah, fair enough. Um, But they need proof of it, so they go back to the town that had Kiyoshi's shrine to look for cues, and I think that's uh, Bossingse. Kiyoshi, Kiyoshi Island. Oh, Kiyoshi Island, okay. Bossingse is the Earth Kingdom they haven't been to yet. Right. Um... They see that Kyoshi's feet were huge, so the footprint doesn't match the one at the scene. Um, Aang gets love advice from the other prisoners, and it's the cutest thing ever. I love it. Uh, they also find proof that Kyoshi was at a ceremony at sunset, so there is no way she could have killed their leader at sunset at the other place. They ha- She has an alibi. <laughs> uh, the gang goes to the people, and the people said... Oh, sorry. Goes to the leader, like the general, I think his name. I don't know. I don't remember his name. I didn't know his name. He sucked. Yeah. Um, and he said, there isn't a court system. You just tell me what happened, and then I tell you what happened, and then I decide. It's called justice because it's just us. Haha. <laughs> and literally, Katara and and, and uh, Sokka are all like, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> um, Iroh is surprised where all the food and fancy stuff is coming from. He tells Zuko that there is a simple honor in poverty. Zuko says there is no honor without the Avatar. Iroh tells him that even the Avatar can't help their situation anymore. Zuko says there is no hope, and Iroh says to not give in to despair. In the darkest times, hope is something you give yourself, and that is the meaning of inner strength, which I really liked. Iroh is so full of wisdom, right? Uh, Aang totally screwed up telling his part of the story at the, at the <laughs> hearing. Um, so, What an awkward 12-year-old. Right. So Katara calls a witness, Avatar Kyoshi herself, which ends up being Aang dressed up as Kyoshi. Uh, the theory is that if he's dressed up as Kyoshi, hopefully she will um, arrive and tell the story, which ends up working. Um, so her side of the story was a war was brewing and Kyoshi split the two villages um, to stop the war. What The leader stood on the edge of where she split it and the unstable ground fell off the cliff. Um... And, like, he comes out of his stupor and is like, oh, what just happened? And Katara's like, you kind of admitted that you were guilty. Sorry, bro. Yeah, sorry. That didn't really work like I thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they say he's guilty and spin the wheel of punishments. Uh, and they end up uh, landing on Boiled in Oil. So right after they land on Boiled in Oil, um, the Fire Nation invades and wants to take over that community. They ask Aang for help in exchange for the sentence to be lifted. <laughs> At first, Aang's like, uh, sorry, dude, I'm supposed to be boiled in oil. I'm not helping. And he's like, how about I just switch this to community service? Serve the community. Help I was going to say, it's not so much <laughs> that the punishment is lifted, it's they just change it to community service. Yeah. Um, Aang defeats the Fire Nation in an epic battle. Uh, the town says the new Avatar, uh, the new Avatar Day will be celebrating Aang in the future. The new snack is unfried dough to celebrate how the Avatar was not boiled in oil, which was just the best. 
<laughs> I fucking love this episode. Yeah. Um, my first note, which I really want to get across quickly, um, when Sokka's sleeping, there's a whole ass spider web and spider on his mouth opening. Uh, like, what the actual what? fuck? <laughs> I didn't even notice that. There's, yeah, he's sleeping with his mouth open and there's a huge, a full ass spider web with a spider in the middle and then a fly hits it. And then that's why Momo, like, charges into his oh, mouth. Oh, that's why he jumps on his face. Yeah. What the fuck happened to the spider? <laughs> Did he just eat it? Oh, my God. I don't know, but I was super not cool with the fact that the spider just made a full-ass web on his mouth. That made me so uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, My first notes are, this episode starts out strong with a fight, and then a follow-up note with, your strategy was to bring a whole-ass tree down, which I'm not sure what exactly that's referencing, but I know it was stupid. Yeah. Someone took down, like, a whole tree for no reason. Yeah. I don't remember why. Me neither. And then Sokka's boomerang, sad face. Yeah, when they leave behind the boomerang, like, he's like, now I'm just a guy. Like, what if you lost your arrow? Or imagine if Katara lost her hair loopies. Her hair loopies. <laughs> I'm just not the same person. Yeah. Um, uh, I love that rich guy that uh, Zuko robs. I love that he's in his carriage with, like, this little chest of gold. And, like, he's just, like, admiring his own gold or something. He's literally just sitting there like, oh, what nice gold. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the it fuck? It kind of reminded me of, like, King John in yeah. Robin Hood. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Steal from the rich. Yep. Um, I also thought it was interesting to note that the little, like, uh, shop that they were at where they found out about the festival, they accepted Water Tribe money then. They were like, money's money, but then they wouldn't accept it as bail. Mm-hmm. Like, how fucking rude. Yep. Um, That guy that foams at the mouth, though. Oh, when they go back to <laughs> Kiyoshi Island, and oh! everyone's, like, really excited to see them, and that one dude, like, screams and foams at the mouth and shit, and then they're like, where's Aang? And they're like, oh, he can come with us, and he's like, oh... What do I do with all this foam yeah, now? Yeah, <laughs> Like, I fucking love it. Yep. I also wanted to just note that Sokka's detective hat and dragon pipe makes my life. One of my notes is, I need that pipe. Yeah. <laughs> and Katara's just like, where did you get that? Yeah, literally. And they don't explain it. She's no. just like, where the fuck did you get that? And he's like, anyway. It's such like a meta thing. Yeah. Like, where the fuck? What? what the fuck? Yeah. And the show does that a lot. Um. Ooh, this is one of my kind of favorite things about this show is you're slowly starting to see how the kids are actually affecting the world around them and like putting things into motion so paku is heading to the southern water tribe when they left at the beginning of the series so he's now on his way there for the first time in however many years true um and now suki and her band of warriors have left kiyoshi island to go join the war which is like unheard of the kyoshi warriors have always stayed on kyoshi island to defend the island that was the whole point that was why kyoshi separated the island in the fucking first place it's very true and this is the first time that they've left and gone to help in the war because when ang and the kids were there it basically brought to the light that they couldn't just not do anything yeah so this is like one of the first moments in the show that you start to see things in the world in motion because of the three of them and i think it's really cool that's a very good point i honestly didn't think about that yeah buddy that's awesome um also <laughs> katara being like her feet must have been enormous and then the guy being like biggest of any avatar proven kiyoshi had the biggest dick of all the avatars yes <laughs> kiyoshi's got mad big dick energy just saying oh definitely um i love when ang is first imprisoned and this big dude with uh, comes up to him and he's all like intimidating and scary and he's like bald head tattoos 
you'll fit in real well around here. <laughs> real good. And then literally the next time it goes back to them, it's like Aang making pals with them. And they're all talking about like love advice. And it's literally so cute It's and funny. the cutest thing ever. I love it. Uh, my last note's about, like, pretty much the last move he does in the battle, so I don't know if you have stuff before that. Oh, yeah. So, mine just goes, badass bitch! Fuck, I love Kyoshi. Uh, and then in quotes, I killed him. Well, okay. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, and then he's so tiny compared to her, speaking of the dude next to Kyoshi. Like, Kyoshi's tall as fuck. Oh, yeah. I don't know, like, canon how tall she is, but she's tall as fuck. Yeah. And the dude standing next to her looks really, really silly. Yep. Um, also, the Wheel of Punishment is fucking ridiculous, and I want to make it. Yep. Like, I want one. Yep. Uh, and Zuko leaving Iroh makes me super, super sad, because you can tell that Iroh really just does love Zuko so, so much, and oh. he just wants the best for him. I missed that in the summary, didn't I? Oh, yeah. That's at the end. Damn. Zuko says that he... Uh, he specifically says that neither of them have anything to gain by traveling together anymore and yeah. that he needs to go off on his own. And just, like, he could have just been like, I don't want to travel with you anymore. But for some reason, him saying, like, we don't have anything to gain by travel... I was like... Oh. So hurtful. And Iroh's... I don't even remember what Iroh says, but he's basically like, you know, like, I just want what's best for you. Like, if you need to go off on your own and that's what you need to do, that's fine. Like, go yeah. do it. I love you. Like, be safe. Yeah. But you're just like... Ugh. He yeah. really does just want the best for Zuko. That's rough. <laughs> That's real rough. Um, when Aang uses his air to go feet first into the fire. <sighs> yeah, dude. Damn. Yeah, buddy. I just like... The way he uses airbending is so fucking smart. Like, it's things that I would never even consider doing. He's nope. so creative with it. Yep. Um, also, love the little unfried dough men. Yeah, <laughs> So I know. stupid and silly. And then while, like, eating it at the end, they're like, this is the worst. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Book two, chapter six, The Blind Bandit. So, uh, the gang is shopping and they get a flyer for an earthbending academy with a free first lesson. He's like, hey, there's a coupon. Uh, they go to see if Aang can get uh, his training from this master. And after one lesson, they realize he's not the one. But at the class, they overhear everyone talking about an earthbending tournament. Uh, the two guys don't want to give out information to Aang. Uh, so Katara says, don't worry, I got this. And it seemed like Katara was going to use her feminine <laughs> wiles to get the info, but she actually throws them to the side of a wall. <laughs> uh, so they get to the tournament. Uh, the point of the tournament was to kick the other one out of the ring using earthbending. Um, the boulder <laughs> ends up winning, uh, against everyone else and ends up going against the champion, the blind bandit. The blind bandit is a young blind girl who calls the boulder the pebble, lol. <laughs> um, and Sokka loves the boulder. Sokka's so into the tournament. It's so funny. Um, Aang realizes that the vision he had in the swamp was of the blind bandit. He just didn't know it yet because he hadn't met her. Um, he knows that this is the master that needs to teach him. Uh, after the blind bandit defeats the boulder the announcer says that he will give gold away to anyone who wants to go up against the blind bandit ang volunteers but only to talk to her about teaching him he doesn't actually want to battle her uh she tries to knock him out but he uses airbending to avoid her and then accidentally knocks her out of the ring becoming the champion uh she obviously gets mad that she was knocked out and leaves without listening to him uh the gang goes back to the earthbending academy looking for the blind bandit it's revealed that she shows up to fight and then disappears. 
Um, but then Aang realizes that he didn't see the blind bandit in his vision. He saw just a girl that looked like her. So Aang describes his vision to the boys and they go on the clue of the flying boar, which I just called a beast before because I didn't know what it was. But it said beast and I was like, what? I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. So flying boar. Um, and they say that it's the richest family in town, but they don't have a daughter. So they go on the clue anyway. Um, and they find her there and explain that he needs training from a master because he is the avatar and must learn. Uh, she does not seem to care to teach him and calls for the guards. So Aang decides to make a formal visit to the family as the avatar so the daughter can't evade him. Uh, it's revealed that her name is Toph. So Toph does not want Aang to reveal how good she is because she has an overprotective father and they have no idea how good she is at earthbending. Um, after dinner, they call a truce. Uh, she admits that she is blind, but she can see through earthbending, so she can see just fine. Better than most people, actually. Uh, but her parents don't understand her, think that she's helpless, and just can't do anything. While she is telling her story, she senses an ambush coming for them from the benders in the tournament. They, uh, sorry, Toph, Toph, Toph. I think it's Toph. Toph and Aang are captured, um, and they leave a note um, saying they want the money... Aang won back. Why was that so hard to say? What? <laughs> they left a note for Katara and Sokka asking for the money back. <laughs> when they come for them, they let Toph go, but not Aang, because they want to give him up to the Fire Nation for a better reward. They ask... Uh, sorry, I say they a lot. Katara and Sokka ask the blind bandit for help, and she says yes in front of her father, even though her father's like, nah, she can't. Not only does she help, she takes them all down, every bender that was in the tournament. Um, Sokka tries using a rock to break open the cage Aang is in, and eventually succeeds. I'm using one of my notes right now. Okay. Why the fuck didn't Katara just freeze the fucking thing and Dunno. break it like every other metal like thing Like every other done? metal thing that they've ever interacted? Dunno. Sometimes it's like they forget certain things. And I'm like, dude, every, like, I think every episode, there was something along the lines of them freezing something and breaking it. Like, I don't understand. Yep. Whatever. He eventually fucking succeeds. Breaks it with a rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Toph's father is stunned to see how good she was. And um, Toph has this whole thing where he says, I, she says, I know I've been hiding this from you, but this is who I truly am. And I know this is hard to see, but this is who I want to be, basically. And he says, you know what, like, you're right, you totally opened my eyes uh, to let me know that I have given you too much freedom, mm -hmm. and I need to be more strict with you. So she does not get to be who she wants to be, and Aang is, uh, the Avatar and the gang are kicked out of the house because they helped her, and Aang, when they leave, says, I'm so sorry. When they're about to leave, Toph catches up with them and says her dad changed his mind and she's allowed to go with them, which I knew was bullshit. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, her dad hires the tournament leader and her teacher a lot of gold to find her because he thinks the Avatar has kidnapped her. Yep. And I'm like, and literally Sokka's like, well, why don't you just like board up a quick before like your dad changes his mind? And I'm like, her dad did not change his mind. Nope. Idiots. Nope. <sighs> so my first note for this episode, just because I saw the title and knew what it was, was much excite for this episode. <laughs> yep. Um, the boulder. The boulder. The boulder feels conflicted about fighting a young blind girl. Sounds to me like you're scared, boulder. The boulder is over his conflicted feelings, and now he's ready to bury you in a rock -a <laughs> Literally my favorite exchange in that entire fucking show. 
Love it so much. I forget every time that the boulder is a, technically a villain. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just, I love that line so much and it makes me laugh. And then I watch this episode and I'm like, oh, right. He's a bad guy. Fuck. Yeah. That's okay. I actually had a note for before that. So right when they're like shopping in the beginning, uh, Sokka's like, man, I want this bag, but it's so expensive. And Katara's <laughs> like, you know what? You deserve it. And Sokka's like, you're right. And then 30 minutes later, he's like, I don't need a new bag. Why did you let me buy this? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my God. And then he gets something later that matches the bag and everyone like chirps him for it. They're like, well, at least it matches your bag. And he's like, you guys made me buy the bag. <laughs> so good. Um, also, Badger Mole Zamboni. Yeah. And the little rock tournament. I just mean- They play like the class. It's like a really brief moment that only someone who like has seen hockey or whatever before would understand. But they'd like briefly play that like weird intermission hockey music. And you see the little Badger Mole clear. The I know. Box. It's so good. I it's love so it. good. Also, the Fire Nation National Anthem was something. <laughs> it was something. Yeah. Um, LOL at the boys getting scared of Gatara and then Sokka going, water try. Water try. <laughs> On his way out. So good. Uh, my next note in all caps is just, Toph's fighting is so fucking cool. Yep. The way they show, like, how she sees and how she fights, like, bitch is just so confident and, like, Oh, I love it. Yeah, she's so good. Love me an underestimated bad bitch. Especially since, like, she's actually blind. It was definitely, like, Daredevil vibes where, Mm -hmm. like, she sees through the vibrations and stuff. I just, I loved it. Yeah, it was excellent. And, like, I I appreciate that they use the animation to show it to you, not just tell you it. Yes, it's so good. Um, I also love when they read the ransom note, uh, Sokka loving the fact that he now has the boulder's autograph because he <laughs> just loves him so much. I have the boulder's autograph. <laughs> so good. Uh, most of my notes for the rest of... Oh, never mind. I thought Will was saying that today's session was in Foundry and I was like, dude, we don't have time to set that shit up. What the fuck? Um, it was a different message. Oh. My note goes, Chops fighting is so fucking cool. And then... She's a rich bitch and is definitely being held back by her family because she's blind, bracket, and they suck. My next note is, God, Toph is such a motherfucking badass. <laughs> and then, Dad is an idiot. And that's about it. Yep. Her dad's an asshole. Yep. Also, his her mom's an asshole, too. But She's just kind of, like, dumb. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, yeah. like, care about your daughter more, you fuck. 100%. God damn it. You're useless. The worst. But yeah. Love Toph. Her fighting is so fucking cool. Yeah. I. She's just amazing and literally as soon as ang sees her fight he she's he's like this is the one that's that... the one that i'm supposed to be taught by yeah yeah okay so book two chapter seven zuko alone Ugh. which from the title if you don't realize this is just a zuko episode which is uh, really cool it's so sad yeah it's something let's get into it oh fuck just kick the mic bitch i just wanted to put my leg out yeah me too i was like cross-legged and i was like i need to i need to extend these a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so Zuko has seemed to, so because I missed Zuko leaving last episode, I started with Zuko and Iroh are separated apparently and they're traveling alone. (laughs) So I completely missed it. Uh, he's about to steal food from a fire when he realizes the family is a pregnant woman and her husband. So he rethinks it. And I'm like, good on you, Zuko. Uh, Zuko is low on water and starts to think about his mother. Uh, he finds a village and tries to buy food. Some kid throws an egg at someone, and they accuse Zuko of doing it. Uh, he says, it wasn't me. They say, "Do you did you see who did it? And even though he did, he said no. Uh, and that angers them. 
Uh, They steal the food that Zuko buys with the last of his money. Uh, The man says uh, that the man that Zuko bought the food from says the soldiers are supposed to protect the town from the Fire Nation, but they are just thugs. Uh, The little boy that threw the egg brings him back to his house to feed the ostrich horse, which you find out this episode. It's an ostrich horse. Uh, And thank him for not ratting him out. He gets invited for dinner, but Zuko says no. But then the mom suggests working for eating, and then Zuko agrees, which I think is, like, honorable. Yeah. Because, like, you know he's starving, and you know he needs it, but he doesn't want to just take it. Uh, The kid keeps asking Zuko personal questions, and his dad's like, a man's past is his business. Stop asking questions. It's fine. Like, he even doesn't know what name to give them, and the man's like, you don't have to tell us who you are. It's fine. Which I thought was really nice. I think it's really cool of them to just be like, listen, like, we're in wartime times. Like, you don't, you don't need to tell us anything. Yeah. Uh... However, this leads Zuko to start thinking of memories of his mother, who taught him about motherly love and kindness with the little ducks. Uh, Azula tricks Zuko's mother into having him play with them and embarrasses her friend that actually liked him. Uh, And he's like, girls are so messed up or so weird or something. I forget what he said, but it was funny. Um, Iroh writes a letter to them from the war front and sends them gifts. For Zuko, a pearl dagger from a general who surrendered when he broke through the outer wall with an inscription, never give up without a fight. Iroh sends Azula a doll. And she and Azula responds, saying basically Iroh shouldn't come back and would be fine if she died, if he died in war. Um, and the mother and Zuko scold her and say, how would you feel if our cousin wanted our dad to die? Like, that's super fucked up. Uh let me see. Back to present time, the kid steals Zuko's swords in the night and starts practicing with them in the field. Zuko catches him and doesn't scold him, just corrects his form and teaches him more about it. So cute. Uh, the kid, whose name is Lee, I don't want to keep saying the kid. Lee says Zuko reminds him of his brother, but that's all he says. So you're like, what happened to your brother? Uh, when he's about to leave the next day, the mother sends him with food, and as he's leaving, the thugs come by and tell them that their son's battalion was taken by the Fire Nation, and basically are huge dickbags about it. Oh my god. Like, they're not just like, hey, your son's battalion was taken, so, like, sorry about it. They were just like, listen, like, do you guys remember what happened to the last people that were taken by the Fire Nation? They're probably gonna be fucking dead or tortured or ha ha ha. And it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is your problem? Yep. Uh, Zuko protects the family from further taunting from the thugs, uh, the father decides to go out to battle to find his son. Uh, Lee asks for Zuko to stay, but he declines and instead gives the dagger that Iroh sent to him to Lee and leaves. Uh, back in the past, they get a letter that Iroh's son died in the battle and that Iroh is going to come home. Azula says he's a loser and a coward and Zuko defends him. Uh, Azula shows firebending moves to their grandfather Um, makes both of them, both the grandfather and the father, really proud. Zuko doesn't like this and offers to demonstrate what he's been learning, but it does not impress the grandfather or the father, and he starts crying. His mother says she loved watching him because he keeps fighting even though it's hard. Uh, The grandfather is sick of it and asks everyone to leave except the father because the father called the meeting. So the father tells them that Iroh's son died and Iroh... Sorry. The father tells the grandfather that because Iroh's son died and Iroh is abandoning battle, he wants to revoke Iroh's birthright and use Zuko's father instead. Grandfather is outraged at this request um, and 
Azula and Zuko stay behind to listen to this and he says that you like need a punishment to like like for even suggesting that how dare you is so disrespectful and then they leave uh later Azula wakes up Zuko and says that the punishment that their father is going to get is that he needs to know the pain of losing his son so he needs to kill Zuko himself um and then Zuko gets obviously says that Azula is lying but inside is very scared and starts chanting to himself Azula always lies and I'm like uh the mom catches up with Zuko and asks for help oh back to present the mom (laughs) from the family catches up with Zuko and asks for help they came back when the father left and Lee took his knife out on them and then they took Lee to be a part of the army because if he's old enough to wield a knife he's old enough to battle uh zuko comes to rescue him calling the soldiers bullies who abuse their power he defeats them in a sword and hand-to-hand fight uh zuko gets knocked down and when he's knocked down he is reminded of his mom telling him that everything she does is to protect him and to never forget who he is in present time he gets up and firebends the shit out of the soldiers and defeats them releasing the boy back home once the mother and the kid know zuko is fire nation they say they hate him and don't want anything to do with him anymore. He tries to even give the dagger back to Lee, and Lee's like, fuck that, I don't want it anymore. I want it. <clears throat> Super sad. Uh, young Zuko, the next morning, looks for his mom, and Azula says no one knows where she is, and that the grandfather passed away last night, and at the funeral, it is revealed that his dying wish was Zuko's father to rule. Bullshit. That's it. Yep. Uh, one thing I wanted to say was LOL at the mom being like, what the fuck is wrong with Azula? <laughs> Literally all the time. She's like, what the fuck? And it plays into her character a lot later on in the series. So like, we'll get into that. But nice. yeah, it's very present that the mom's like what the fuck is your problem like you're literally a psychopath you need to relax yeah and she just dotes and loves on zuko and it's the opposite obviously for the father yeah um so my first note is first of all this this whole episode is just character development out the fucking wazoo uh my first note is one of the first looks at zuko not taking what he can just because he can also ostrich horse because that was the point at which it was like ostrich horse groans or something and i was like oh ostrich that makes sense oh and the subtitles yeah that Uh, was that was how i figured it out because and i was like did it just not say that the kid says it like a couple minutes later i think that i heard it later and i was like okay so you were just gonna leave me with that mystery for a few episodes all right yeah whatever that's fine Mm -hmm. um i don't remember who's playing dice i can't remember if it's a flashback or if it's a current one but someone's playing dice and instead of saying snake eyes they say spider snake eyes and it just made me laugh oh it's the thugs ah they're playing dice or something when Fair. zuko first gets into town and they're playing uh, the guy's like oh a spider snake eyes and i was like wow. and then i was like spider snakes that's horrifying yeah <laughs> what does that even look like yep nope um the turtle ducks yeah, I know. They're so cute. <sighs> Zuko and his mom at the pod. And like, oh, just Zuko with his mom in this whole episode. Whose name, by the way, is Ursa. Ursa. Thank you. Yes. Uh, they like very quickly say it at the very end of the episode. Well, I happened to note it. Literally when Zuko was like, I am the Lord of the Fire Nation, son of, son of Ursa. Literally son of Ursa and someone else, I think. I think he said Ursa and Ozai. Ozai. Because Ozai is his father's name. There you go. I was trying to write it down. It was going too fast. I'm like, I'm not going back. There's a couple names that I just know well enough now. And yeah. like, 
Ozai's comet and stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Really weird to see Zuko and Azula as children getting that note from Ba Sing Se from Iroh, and he's literally like. The way he's talking about it is pretty casual, but he's like, you know, we've been at siege for days. We're going to burn the city down. Do, 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 do. And the kids are like laughing about it. And so is Iroh. And it's so psychotic. I like, know. And um, when he's talking to the girl the few episodes before about like the scars on her legs, that's, I feel like, really the first instance of Zuko having to face what the Fire Nation does from the outside. Yeah. And then now seeing this family is like making him think about all that shit yeah. and just seeing that from them as kids you're like yeah seriously <laughs> okay yep um i love in combat um when there's like the audience and the guy's like left left and they're like he has swords he's like he's got a left sword don't he's he got, yeah he's got a left sword don't he <laughs> love it. i love that um when he gets the sword from Iroh, there's like an inscription or whatever on it. I don't remember what it says, but when he hands it to the kid, he's like, read the inscription. And the kid's like, made in Earth Kingdom. And Zuko's like, no, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Pfft. yeah. Oh my God. I love it. I like that they actually stamped their shit made in Earth yeah. Kingdom. Uh, Azula as a baby is crazy. Yeah. I not just want to hug baby Zuko. Not much different than like now, honestly. But, like, really disturbing to see from a child. 100%. And, like, knowing that she's his baby sister, you're like, what the It looked what like, the fuck? literally, it looked like she was tormenting him, which usually the older one torments the younger one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it makes you want to hug Zuko so hard. Um, My next note is, Ozai, you dirty motherfucker, sneaking in behind your brother for the throne. What is your problem? No wonder your daughter's so crazy. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then at least... Azulan, which is the grandfather's name, mm-hmm. uh, at least Azulan didn't give in right away. Yeah. This whole, like, sequence after them talking about that makes me want to die because I can't remember. I'm pretty sure they confirm what happens. But you can kind of insinuate. I Okay, my thing is, like, so did the father murder him? Did the mother do it to save Zuko? I'm not 100% sure. So I can't remember if they confirm it, but from what I remember slash am insinuating from this, it's either he was supposed to kill Zuko, his mother took his place instead and was like, lose your wife because that'll hurt also, question mark. And then Ozai also kills his father and is like, his dying wish was totally to have me on the throne, guys. Um, Why even kill the mom? Just kill the dad. I don't remember. Damn. But I also think she was like, I don't know. Ozai's just very like not about having loose ends. And she really encouraged that like more emotional side of Zuko. So I feel like he wanted that out of the way. Or I, and like, honestly, I might even be wrong. And I hate that I've seen this show and I don't know the answer, but I wouldn't want to tell you what it is anyways, because you're not supposed to know yet, I guess. That's fair. Uh, But yeah, it just, it makes me so sad because she just comes to him in the middle of the night and she's like, just know that everything I do is to protect you. Like, no matter how it seems. No matter what happens, like, it's always to protect you, blah, blah, blah. And then he just- And then don't forget who you are. They did it so powerfully where like, when he got knocked down, he remembered that. And then in real life, he got back up after he remembered his mom saying that. Because the whole time he refused to fire Ben, because obviously if these people are in turmoil because of the war with the Fire Nation, he's not going to give himself up like that. But like, and it just hurts so much that even after he remembers who he is, everyone's like, no, fuck you. Yeah. And it's just like, (laughs) so sad. (sighs) 
Also, at the very end of that, in all caps, I have character development. Ho, oh, his hair is even longer. Because that's the very end of that episode is where he just starts to get that little, yep. that little peek at the front of his hair. For sure. And you're just like, yes. Nice. All right. Okay. So, oh my God, we still have so much. Okay. Book mm-hmm. two, book two, chapter eight, The Chase. So this summary is going to be a little like nuts because just the episode's nuts, but I'm going to do my best. So the gang starts off by setting up camp. Uh, Katara wants Toph to help, but Toph is setting up her own area and doesn't understand the whole teamwork thing. Uh, Katara apologizes later and says she was tired. Toph accepts, but doesn't apologize back. Uh, Toph wakes up from something coming towards them, like she can sense it. Uh, They all leave on Appa sleepy in the night. Um, Katara wants Toph to help unload when they, when they, uh, land again and calls her selfish and unhelpful when she doesn't. Toph says she's gonna, given up everything she had to teach Aang earthbending, so she is not selfish and just make, <laughs> earthbends her tent and slams the door in Katara's face. <laughs> Did you just slam the door on me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they get woken up again as it approaches them again and they flee again. <laughs> They end up stopping on the top of a mountain, and before they can fall asleep, Momo and Toph both sense it coming towards them. Aang decides to face them to figure out who they are. It ends up being Azula, May, and Ty Lee on lizards. <laughs> um, I mean, like, in a vehicle, but then also lizards. Uh, Toph tries to stop them from coming with earthbending, but Azula bends lightning in it to destroy it, which was like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they flee on Appa again. Uh, Zuko is shown following Azula's vehicle, uh, so you know that he's, like, tracking them. Uh, the gang doesn't really know what to do, but they decide to try and sleep on Appa as they fly. As soon as they try to start to sleep, they start to fall because Appa falls asleep. Uh, he awakes just in time, but he also crashes and needs to sleep. He can't fly anymore. Uh, Katara blames Toph for not helping set up camp earlier because it would have been set up faster and they could have slept more. Toph blames Appa for shedding and leaving a trail because it's springtime. They did mention that earlier in the episode, but... One of my notes is, the grass is so soft. That's Appa's fur. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, And then Aang gets angry that she blames Appa, so he blames Toph for the extra weight added to the trip. (laughs) So she gets angry and leaves, and then Aang and Katara feel bad. Uh, They all work together to clean Appa to stop shedding, and then they make a fake trail for the ladies to follow. Azula sees through the fake trail and splits up the group to find Aang and then sends May and Tylee to find the others. Aang makes his way to an abandoned village and when the trail runs dry, he plans to leave right away, but then decides to wait at the end of the trail, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, Mm -hmm. he just knows. Um, Katara and Zuko... Sokka? Yeah, I wrote Zuko. Right? Katara and Sokka (laughs) fight uh, my May and Ty Lee and almost lose, but Appa uses his tail to huck the girls in the river. <laughs> Fucking love Appa. I know. Literally, Sokka's like, where would we be without you, Appa? And I'm like, I know. I appreciate that Appa's not just, like, a flying thing. Like, no. he's actually useful. They they put time into the animal companions in this, and I love it. Yep. Uh, Toph ends up meeting up with Iroh and has tea with her. He says that Zuko is a lot like her, thinking that he needs to do things on his own. Uh, and he said, there's nothing wrong with letting people who love you help you. I literally have that quote because I love it so much. <laughs> and then he's like, not that I love you. I just gave you tea. Like, whatever. <laughs> um, Iroh says that he has been tracking Zuko, admitting he's going through difficult times and trying to find out who he is. 
Aang and Azula start to have a face-off at the end of the trail, but Zuko shows off shows up to tell her to back off because he wants the Avatar. <laughs> All three of them begin to battle, mostly Azula against the boys. Uh, Katara shows up to help Aang, and then Iroh shows up to help Zuko, and then Toph shows up to help everybody. <laughs> and it turns into everyone against Azula. So Azula's like, okay, I can admit when I'm going to lose, I surrender. And then as soon as Iroh looks away, she hits lightning at Iroh and then disappears. <sighs> Katara tells Zuko that she can help Iroh, but Zuko tells them to leave because he's too upset. And this is where I almost started crying because if Iroh wasn't okay, I was <laughs> oh not going to be okay. I literally got like a panic message from Morgan. Like, <gasps> I just finished this episode and Iroh better be okay or I won't be okay. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, chill, bitch. I want to tell you he's fine, but like, I don't. No. <laughs> You'll find it out yourself. Yep. Uh, Sokka, Aang, and Toph all goofing around with the fur is so funny. So, and I love that like <laughs> Sokka and Aang do it first. And she's like, or Katara's like, I'm so happy to finally have another girl in the group. You guys are just like idiots. And then she also does it. And you're yeah. just like, <laughs> and then Katara also just laughs. Giggles at it. And yeah. you're like, oh, Katara. Love it. Um, <laughs> I love that. The lizards that they're riding, they like Katara and Sokka like go across the river and they're like, We're good. And then May and Ty Lee just show up and their lizards just casually run across the water and they're like, Oh fuck. Yeah, oh, we're not good. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> um, I also love when they first see them on the on the lizards, Toph is like, Oh, it's three against three or whatever. Oh yeah, it's two on two. Wait. No, it's three on three. And then Sokka's like, uh, don't you mean four on three? And she's like, oh, I wasn't counting you. And Sokka and was like, like, what the fuck? And she's like, okay, three on three plus Sokka. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, I was like, okay, I get it because he's not a bender, but Sokka's useful. Sokka's useful. She just hasn't been around long enough to see how useful he is. I yeah. can understand, like, her coming into the group and being like, who's this guy? I get Why it. Why is he with us? Yeah. Um, I love that you can see how actually scared of Tylee Katara is because... Yeah. She very quickly took away her ability to bend. And, like, that's freaky to a bender. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah, no, that was literally... She was like, what in the fuck just happened? Um, I also love when uh, Aang and Katara feel bad for yelling at Toph. And then Sokka's just sitting there like, yeah, you two are pretty much jerks. Yep. <laughs> you I didn't do suck. shit. <laughs> I've just been here. Yeah, and Katara's like, thanks, man. He's like, no problem. Uh, I also love that when... Um, my note is just Aang finally chooses violence. So I assume that's him actually fighting Azula actively, yeah. which is cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in all caps, Iroh and Toph, heart, 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 heart. There's nothing wrong with letting people who love you help you. Yeah. So cute. So cute. And then also at the end, she didn't just disappear. She got blasted by all four elements and disappeared. She blasts Zuko, or I'm sorry, uh, she blasts Iroh. And Toph, Zuko, Katara, and Aang all blast her with their element. Oh. And she still gets away. Okay. I think I was just too distressed over You might have been, like, looking down, like, typing, typing or something. Yeah. But, and it's, like, really quick. But, like, they all blast her. Damn. With each of their elements. And she still fucks off. And you're like, what the fuck is this bitch? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Azula's, like, fucked, honestly. And also, when they show that uh, flashback, like, you can already see how much further she is in her training than Zuko, so it makes sense that she's so strong now, but, like, holy fuck, dude. Yep. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's all I had. Yeah, that's all I had for that one. Cool, cool. Okay. Book two, chapter nine, Bitter Work. Aang wakes up Sokka with his excitement for learning earthbending, and then Toph wakes up both Katara and Sokka with a huge move. Uh, Toph says rock is a stubborn element, so to move it, you need to be grounded like a rock yourself. Iroh has a vision while unconscious, saying he was going to be reunited with his son soon, and that fucking terrified me. But then he wakes up, uh, and Zuko gives him tea and explains what happened. Um... The tea is awful also, which we'll get I into love later. <laughs> uh, he also asks Iroh for more advanced training and moves, which I also love. Uh, Toph says Aang needs to face uh, the issues head on, not make up a clever airbender result, just face it. Um, this moves into a crazy training montage, including Toph bending herself into a rock monster and Aang facing her head on, which was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sokka went to hunt for food and got stuck in the ground. <laughs> hunting uh he was hunting this cute little donkey thing it was so cute um iroh says lightning is a pure expression of firebending without aggression not fueled by rage or emotion some call lightning the cold-blooded fire it is precise and deadly and to perform it requires peace of mind there is a negative and positive energy and only a select few firebenders can separate the two um, and you must use both to make lightning uh, Zuko attempts and fails. Uh, Toph has Aang try to stop the rock instead of moving it, blindfolded. <laughs> he evades the rock, but does not stop it. And Toph says he didn't have the guts to stop it because he was in perfect form and had a perfect opportunity and just didn't. Um, Aang admits that he doesn't have the guts to stop the rock as an earthbender. Uh, Katara comforts him and says they can take a break and do some waterbending. Iroh says Zuko can't create lightning without dealing with the turmoil or shame inside of him. True, hum- true humility is the only antidote to shame. Iroh says he will teach Zuko a different move that he made himself to, like, cheer Zuko up. Because Zuko's like, ah, I can't do this. Uh, Katara explains to Aang that Earth is the natural opposite of air, so it makes sense that he's having a hard time. Which I was like, bitch, you smart. Okay, cool. Um, Iroh, in uh, preparing this move, explains the elements to Zuko. So I wrote everything down. Yay. Fire is the element of power. Um, The people have desire, will, energy, and drive to succeed. Um, Earth are people of substance. They are diverse and strong, persistent and enduring. Air is freedom. Uh, Nomads detach themselves from worldly issues and find peace and freedom. And they also have a good sense of humor. (laughs) Uh, Water is the element of change. Water tribe are capable of adapting to many things. Uh, They have a deep sense of community and love that holds them together through everything. Iroh says it's important to draw knowledge from all places to help Zuko become whole, which will make him more powerful, such as the Avatar. Uh, But not the Avatar, but like it. Uh, Iroh's move comes from his study of waterbending, and he says waterbenders turn their defense into their offense. So his move redirects lightning, which is what we were saying before. Boom, shakalaka. Shakalaka, boom. Uh, (laughs) Iroh says to not let the lightning go through his heart or it could be deadly. Um, Iroh refuses to shoot lightning at Zuko because it's way too dangerous. Um, So Zuko decides to find his own. Uh, Meanwhile, Toph tries to get on Aang's nerves by stealing his nuts from his bag and his glider. But Aang just continues to meditate and doesn't let it get to him. 
Uh, Katara and Sokka get worried. Katara and Aang get worried about Sokka because he's been missing for a long time. So they split up to try to find him. Aang finds him and tries to airbend Sokka out of the ground, but it doesn't work. Uh, Sokka asks Aang to earthbend him out, but he says he can't. And he won't get tough because he doesn't want to be embarrassed. So he doesn't know what to do. Uh, he admits that he's scared to try because he'll fail. And he's also scared not to try because then he won't learn. So he's kind of between a rock and a hard place. Ha ha. Uh, the cute little donkey thing that uh, Zuko, not Zuko, that Sokka was hunting. Oh my gosh. Uh, had a mama that tries to attack Aang and Sokka. So the pressure is on to get Sokka out. Aang faces the mama head on using the earthbending technique perfectly and saves Sokka. Toph was watching and didn't help because she knew Aang could do it himself. She just, he just needed the situation. Uh, Zuko went to find his own lightning to practice on. Uh, doesn't find it, but has a little emotional moment in the rain. Pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love Toph explaining earthbending. It's so cool, too, especially because she's blind, so she, like, really feels the earth and, like, how it moves and stuff. It's just really cool to listen to someone talk about their bending. Yep. Um, I have... You are one lucky little meat creature because Sokka got stuck in the rock trying to hunt that little thing. Um, what it is, and they don't give it away early on in the episode, they purposefully <laughs> wait a while. Yeah. Uh, it's a saber-toothed moose lion. Yeah because and so it's like mad cute i want one of them but the whole time i was watching it i was like why does it have paws like it's clearly a moose but what is it mixed with that it's got fucking paws that's yeah. weird and then the episode goes on uh and it's fucking when ang finally finds Sokka, he's like oh isn't this a cute little cyber tooth moose lion cub and you're like what the fuck <laughs> and then it's like oh there's a mom here and yeah she's huge yeah because moose yeah oh my god and like a moose with teeth fuck yep mm. uh, i also love the socket named him fufu cuddly poops yeah <laughs> i promise i will never eat meat again and blah 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 and then ang shows up and he's like yo do you got any food <laughs> i'm fucking starving also when toff tries to get in ang's face and she calls him too much of a pushover um, I thought she was going to say too much of a pussy. Yes. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Oh, my. Um, I also love at the end of the episode, because earlier Katara was like, you know, Aang really responds to like a positive teaching method. And Toph's like, okay, cool. And then just doesn't use it. Yep. I love at the end where Katara's like, you used the positive teaching method, didn't you? And she's like, yeah. She was like, nice. Because she's <laughs> like, look, you did it like perfectly, blah, blah, blah. I knew you could do it. I just need you. You just needed the right situation. It's yeah. cute. And it's just, I thought that moment, though, between Katara and Toph was, like, classic ladies playing men like fiddles. Uh-huh. Just like, you did oh. this, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, also, I kept pausing the thing because I really wanted to specifically write everything that Iroh was saying about lightning bending. So I'm just going to read it again because there's some, there's, like, a thing at the end that I find interesting. Okay. Uh, so lightning is a pure expression of firebending without aggression. It is not fueled by rage or emotion like other firebending. Some call it, uh, some call lightning the cold-blooded fire. It is precise and deadly like Azula. He specifically calls out Azula in that. Ah. He's like, Azula is precise and deadly. Uh, there is energy all around us that is both yin and yang, a positive and negative energy. Only a select few firebenders can separate these energies. <clears throat> this creates an imbalance in the energy, and the energy itself wants to restore this balance. 
In that moment that the negative and positive energy come crashing back together, you provide release and guidance, creating lightning. Crazy. What? Yeah. You're literally pulling energy apart, and then as it snaps back together, you're guiding it out. So cool. It's so cool. I want to do a a, a fucking bending D&D campaign so bad. That would be so cool. That would be sick. Can you do that? Maybe. We'll see. We got a lot (laughs) on the go right now. That's, That's totally fair. Uh, yeah, and then my next note after that is just, yo, Iroh is powerful as fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Well, and it just reminded me that, like, Iroh was trying to teach Zuko in the beginning, and then it stopped because all the crazy shenanigans is going on, and then Zuko's finally like, listen. I need you to teach me. Like, I, that's a definite character development point of, like, before he was like, fuck you, you're just teaching me basic bullshit, like, this sucks. And yeah. And now he's like. I need to learn from you. Yeah. I also love that Zuko's like, you need to teach me because I need to be to Zula. And I know what you're going to say. She's my sister and I should try and be nice to her. But like, and then, and then Iroh's just like, no, nah, she's crazy. She's crazy. You she, need to take her down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this needs to happen. Yeah. Like, I love that. Yes. <laughs> no, Zuko. She's crazy. Yeah. Um, I also love when Iroh's like, you need to let go of all this turmoil. And Zuko's like, what turmoil? And you're just like, <laughs> that turmoil, dude. <laughs> classic Zuko. It's like, I forget what show it's from, but it's like this one thing where it's like, you need to calm down. And she's like, I am calm. I am calm. I'm ever calm. I'm calm all the time. <laughs> it's like, no, Ooh, you're not. You're not so okay. And then my, my other note is just, uh, Zuko and Uncle Iroh feeling the flow together when they're just like doing the move yeah. over and over on that little cliff. And I was like, and then he starts so doing cute. this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I love it. Yeah. And then, yeah, I remember watching this episode for the first time, and he was like, I'll just go find my own lightning. And I was like, you're not going to find your lightning. The show's not going to give that to us yet. No. They're not going to let us see you successfully do this until it fucking matters. Yep. Definitely. You son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No lightning for Zuko, sad. Nope. All right. Book two, chapter 10. The library. The library. So, uh, the gang wants to relax after everything that happens, but Sokka thinks they need to gain Fire Nation intelligence. Uh, They all agree to choose mini vacations and then gain the intelligence that Sokka wants. Uh, So, at Katara's vacation, they go to a springs that's not so much a spring anymore. Uh, They meet a professor and compare their maps. He says he has been looking for Wang Shitong's library for years and has yet to find it as the desert is impossible to cross. Uh, the gang believes they can get across with Appa, so they all board him and head in the direction of the library. Because Sokka chooses the library. I choose the library! <laughs> I love it. Uh, before they board, some sand troopers try to capture Appa and the professor shoes them away. Uh, they come across a building and they look at... And, and they at first think it isn't the library, but then they see a fox knowledge seeker go into the library. Uh, they realize that the rest of the, the building is buried, um, and they decide to... Sorry, the gang and the professor climb down into the beautiful library, but um, <laughs> fucking Toph stays outside with Appa because Appa's not going to go in there. And it's the best, most awkward thing ever. <laughs> yeah, Katara's like, what, you don't like books? And Toph's like, I've picked them up before but we just don't really mesh well together. i just don't really get the appeal you know and you're like oh right literally char is like oh true my bad <laughs> um so they get in the library and then they immediately hide from a huge owl but the owl knows they are there uh he tells them to leave the way they came uh the owl ends up being wang shi tong 
Um, and he says that he doesn't want to let humans in anymore because they only use knowledge to destroy other beings, like that Fire Nation guy that came a few years ago. And I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aang agrees that they won't abuse the knowledge, but they need to prove their worth as scholars by contributing worthwhile knowledge. <laughs> Candle keep. Wow. <laughs> Just saying. That was an octave. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the professor donates a first edition tomb, uh, Katera, Katera, I've been talking for too long. Katara contributes an authentic waterbending scroll. The illustrations are quite stylish. Uh, Aang contributes, I put question mark, question mark, ask Megan. It looks like it could be his ID. I don't know. What did he contribute? I don't even It was literally like a scroll with like a picture of himself on it. And the owl was like, I guess that counts. Oh, I just happened to recognize the actual image on it when him and Toph are captured and the Fire Nation guy holds up the wanted poster. It's a wanted poster oh, for Aang. Oh, from the Fire Nation. Yeah, it's a wanted poster. And the owl's like, I guess that counts. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> um, Sokka contributes a knot that Wong begrudgingly accepts. <laughs> You're not very bright, are you? Uh, They realize that firebenders have destroyed all of the information in regards to the Fire Nation. Uh, In Sokka's anguish, the fox overhears his request to know what happened on the darkest day and leads them to a secret room that shows the heavens moving, a planetarium. Uh, They enter the date on the dial and the room uh, shows them that it was an eclipse on the darkest day, which meant that the firebenders lost their powers. So they make the plan to invade the Fire Nation on the next eclipse. And Wang Shitong hears their plan and gets mad because they betrayed his trust and abused the knowledge that they said they wouldn't. Uh, they say they are trying to protect the people that they love. And Wong says he is going to protect what he loves, knowledge, by sinking the building so no one else can enter. Typical. Which, like, respect. Yeah. I get it. Uh, he also doesn't want to let them leave because they know too much. Which, for me, I was like... They barely know anything, but all right. Like, are you evil? Like, (laughs) I don't understand. You know too much. You must not know how to defeat the fire. Like, I don't know. (laughs) That was a little too much, man, but whatever. Uh, Katara and the professor try to get out of the library, but Sokka and Aang head back up to the planetarium to figure out when the next eclipse will be. Uh, They find out the solar eclipse is only a few months away. Sand troopers try to capture Appa as they did earlier, but Toph can't protect Appa since, one, the sand doesn't help her see, And she's trying to keep the tower above ground so the others can get out. Uh, Katara is almost trapped, but Sokka comes in and saves her. As they all leave, they try to get the professor to leave, but he wants to stay in the library to gain all the knowledge he can, which, like, fair. Uh, The rest of the gang escapes, but Aang is devastated to know that Appa was captured. Me too, I cannot believe that we ended on that note. I'm so sad. I'm fucking devastated. So sad. And, like, that whole thing at the end, like... Toph is so torn about trying to stop the building from sinking and trying to help Appa. And, like, at one point, she just, like, apologizes yeah. and goes back to holding up the building. And you're just like, ah! It's so <sighs> terrible. <sighs> and, like, I don't mean to make it, like, obviously I'm just sad that Appa was captured in general. But also, like, the professor said it's, like, really impossible to, like, traverse that they're desert. They're stuck there now. So they're kind of fucked without mm-hmm. Appa. So, like, it's not all about Appa, but, like, it kind of sucks. To be fair, they have Aang to kind of help navigate a little bit, I think. But, like, obviously he can't carry them. No. So they still have to walk. Yeah. And there's no water. Nope. 
they probably didn't travel very well. All their shit's probably still on Appa. So, like, probably. <clears throat> um, to bring it back to the beginning of the episode, though, yeah. to a funnier note, um, when they're talking about the vacations, Toph's like, what about where I want to go on vacation? And Sokka's like, you got to work here a little longer before you qualify for vacation time. I had to pause the episode I because I was so laughing hard. so fucking hard. I cackled so much. There's so many dumb little meta jokes that are just yeah. thrown out there that are just chest kiss like so good yep um uh, also even further into the beginning of the episode when Sokka's like guys like stop fucking around we need to get like intel and uh Aang's like I'm tired I've been training my arrow off it's <laughs> like oh my god you're all like a bunch of dad joke extraordinaires yep incredible uh the foxy knowledge seekers too literally <laughs> I love the little library foxes they're so cute and I just love how they were introduced is like they have the foxy, foxy knowledge, little yeah. knowledge seekers and Sokka's like ooh so like foxy ladies and then Char like, was no, like I don't think foxes. so <laughs> yeah Literally, the, the professor's like, well, both, because they're beautiful creatures, but they're yeah, not ladies, but they're, not. they're foxes. <laughs> uh, I also love Wanshitan, the knowledge god, just, like, calling out humans for sucking, basically. Yeah. Like, do you know how many people have come here to try and use this knowledge just to fuck other people? Like, I ain't about it, y'all. Nah. You all suck. Yeah. All of you. Yep. Proven. Yep. Like, I've seen it. That's kn- the thing. Like, he's right, but, like... Obviously, he doesn't realize that, like, they're actually trying to protect the world. Exactly. Like, that's where it gets, like, listen, if that guy didn't abuse your knowledge first, I wouldn't have to abuse it now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I love when they're on Appa and the professor's, like, asking Appa questions. He's like, oh, I wish I spoke your tongue, but, like, you're so magnificent and I wish I could talk to you. And then Momo starts chatting and she, he's like, shh, chatty monkey, shut up. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so funny. Shh, chatty monkey. Yeah. Um, oh my god, when uh, Aang's like, Toph, just hang out with uh, Appa, and like, she just walks over to him and goes, what's up? What's up? And he's like, hmm. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah. And then like, they just, it just like, shoots back to them every so often, just like, awkwardly sitting outside, like, so, yeah. like, what do you like to do for fun? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> um, I find it really interesting that the people in Avatar have sort of an understanding of the stars and stuff at least enough to understand a planetarium and what the fuck is going on in there yeah like obviously they still believe in like the moon spirit and stuff but they're knowledgeable enough to understand that the planets are moving and you're rotating and like it's a whole thing yeah i do really like that they make it apparent that it's not common knowledge that firebenders lose their power during an eclipse yeah the only reason they know about the waterbending thing is because katara is a waterbender and they're from a waterbending tribe yeah so like it just makes sense when that happens they're like oh i guess that makes sense if firebenders get their power from the sun and there's an eclipse dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. also Sokka's so smart Sokka's so smart. Sokka's so smart. They're Brilliant. literally actually okay. One of my notes is like, okay, Sokka, I get you, buddy, but why did you run all the way from the planetarium just to decide to run all the way back? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That was unnecessary, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, when Ang's like drama. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> suspense. When Ang's like, oh, we're gonna have to check like all the dates, blah blah blah, and <laughs> fucking Sokka's like, nah, dude, we're fucked after the next comet. Nothing after that matters. <laughs> we'll just check all the ones before. Right. I was like. That reminded me of something you would say. Got, yeah, we're fucked after this. Doesn't yeah. matter. Let's just check these ones. My last note was that, but also him just being like, try not to think about what happens after the comet. Just, we'll check before. That's true. He's <laughs> like, once the comet happens, oh, we'll try not to think about it. But whatever. The, the date's before are what's yeah. important. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, and then just just sadness over losing Appa. I like that that whole episode. Like it's so climactic with them like getting out. Also, the owl turns into like an owl dragon. Oh, it doesn't yeah. really change much. His neck just extends, and it's really creepy. Yeah, he goes from like vertical to horizontal and like long and crazy. Yeah. It's really unsettling. I don't like. It. He's like, you know too much. I'm a dragon now, and you're like, why? Why? <laughs> what is happening? I don't understand. Uh, also, I found this really funny. Just to bring it back to D and D, they showed up to the fucking live and they see the little spire sticking up and they're like oh it's not here anymore and i'm like no assholes it's just buried <laughs> fuck <laughs> i hate everything yeah uh, but then like it was a library and i was like oh and they have to like give knowledge to get in oh i'm so excited how interesting yes but it's that episode yeah it's oh. yeah it's actually it was a really good episode but just ended so sad just seeing ang's face literally i'm like oh and, like, it's so sad when, like, she's trying to decide between, like, uh, Appa and the tower and stuff. And then they drag off Appa. So, like, he's gone, I'm pretty sure. And then yeah. they shoot back to the kids, like, getting out of the final tower. And there's this, like, oh, yeah, they made it out. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And, like, they just turn to Toph. And Toph is just, like, heartbroken. Yeah. And, uh, like, Aang just looks around and he's, like, where's Appa? And she's just, like, I'm sorry. Like, I i'm sorry yeah. and he's like what and like no one really says anything but you just see the heartbreak and all. yeah <sighs> so there's that so that was book two <laughs> one through ten <laughs> so we'll see you guys next time for 11 to 20 yeah go ahead and actually like watch the episodes oh my they're god they're really good we, I, we don't do them justice it just keeps getting better this show like every time that you're like wow this show kicks so much ass i don't know how it could possibly kick more ass it's just like oh what <laughs> I, hear, I hear you you want me to turn it up to 11 buddy let's go yep let's go <sighs> but yeah go watch it it's a good show yep okay bye bye <laughs>